Welcome to CII Podcasts. Well, hello everybody. I'm Pranjal Sharma and I'll be hosting uh, this uh, episode for you. And welcome to another uh, episode of CII Podcast. And the discussion is going to be about the budget and the economic rebound that we hope that we will be seeing. Uh, and some of it is already happening. Pandemic has impacted the world economy and India is, is not an exception. A lot is expected from the budget this year, which will be the second one in the shadow of the pandemic. And the government had announced a fiscal consolidation roadmap. Many reforms have been introduced. The taxation structure is a major component of the growth engine. And as the countdown to the budget begins, uh, let's have a look at what are the key issues that should take center stage. What are the issues that the government and the finance minister should prioritize for economic rebound? And in this discussion, I'll be joined by Rajiv Mimani, Chairman and CEO of EY India. Rajiv connects emerging markets with the developed markets and uh, each other so that the voices are considered in key decisions. He also advises clients across sectors, works closely with several of the largest conglomerates in India. Prior to his current role, he established EY India's market-leading strategy and transactions. Rajiv is also the Chairman of the CIA National Committee on Taxation and has been part of several policy advisory committees constituted by the government of India. Thanks for making time, Rajiv. Thanks a lot, Pranjal. Thank you so much. Look forward to the conversation. Rajiv, I think to begin this, I think uh, there is uh, always the need to have continuity in policy making, which uh, business leaders like you have been advocating for, for several years. At the same time, uh, every year, the budget is an occasion to look at where we are and where we should be. So given the backdrop of the pandemic and the fact that uh, the Omicron variant threat seems to be receding, uh, what would you think should be now the focus for the finance minister? Yeah, no, no thanks a lot, Pranjal. I, just to, I, I would say I will start with the setting the business context in some ways. Uh, as you rightly mentioned, I think the last uh, uh, year, year and a half, actually post the pandemic, initial shock of pandemic, uh, you know, India has done reasonably well. I think last this year, we'll probably be amongst the fastest growing economies in the world. We also had one of the sharpest dips. Uh, if I look at broadly, you know, tax collection, revenue collection, uh, I think this kind of buoyancy uh, we haven't seen. Uh, the government uh, obviously hasn't spent a whole lot of money through the uh, uh, pandemic, uh, but I think where they've spent a lot of energy is to announce a lot of reforms uh, uh, and and including some which I think have very strong potential, which is, you know, especially the PLI schemes uh, and some of the capital expenditures uh, uh, that they've talked about and some in, in, in ease of uh, related to ease of doing business. So, so my, uh, if you ask uh, my view, uh, I would say that yes, if you were to compare real GDP growth, I mean India is potentially likely to have a GDP growth of 9.2% as was announced and fiscal deficit of 68 uh, uh, The The real GDP growth as compared to where we were uh, two years back versus where we are now is not that high. I mean, we have had a negative year in between and so I am. So my, my, my take, first thing, you know, the government has announced a lot of reforms. Uh, and as you rightly said, in, in, the, in, you know, during every budget, there is a temptation to 
announce more and more reforms and i'm sure there is scope for announcing a few more reforms but i in my view what is most important is the execution of those reforms so really what the government should say is how they have been executing on some of the reforms uh, that they have talked about i would say that probably would be one the second aspect is uh, you know uh, there is the frbm there is the glide path Uh, but i do believe that the given the inflation that we are encountering the tax collection should be very strong next year also uh, i mean in the first 7 months uh, of the year or 8 months of the year we had tax collections growth of almost 50% which is unprecedented uh, part of it is to do with much better compliance uh, and part of it is also to do with inflation and everything Uh, i would say that tax buoyancy ratio would be very high so the government should have you know good level of tax revenue and i hope they budget that in uh, when they're announcing this uh, the disinvestment receipts uh, uh, have been almost uh, 10000 crores uh, at least from what i heard last premier increase now uh, as against budgeted 175000 crores uh, now because of much higher tax collections maybe we'll end up at the same place from a fiscal deficit standpoint but i do believe that some of the hard ones uh, especially the ones like air india uh, and the political acceptance of that uh, should give greater encouragement to government to actually push through uh, the the uh, disinvestments in a much more focused and much more aggressive way and i do hope that the revenue estimates for that are also bullish in spite of not a great year uh, this year so if you add that uh, you know tax receipts plus disinvestment receipts Uh, i do believe that the fiscal space that the government should have given i am assuming a gdp growth estimate of anywhere between 8 to 9% uh, the government should uh, not be too bogged down uh, by you know getting back onto the frbm track i mean i think even if the if the fiscal deficit is lower by 0.5% but and and the the way they repurpose the spend Uh, uh you know and much more on the capex side because i do believe that the indian capex cycle uh is on the verge of picking up for the first time we are seeing some real activity in manufacturing uh thanks to the pli scheme and everything else um the balance sheets are of private sector are are significantly deleveraged uh the amount of capital that is there uh, and that can be raised from the markets is very high Uh, cost of interest and leverage is much lower as compared to what it is so if the government can help in creating the demand because private consumption is still soft if the government can help in creating the demand uh, you know then uh, i would say we will see this uh, you know investment private investment happening uh, so i would say so so first thing is you know execution on the reforms secondly not to be bogged down so much by fiscal deficit but be more aggressive in the projections because i think there is a high level of chance that we'll achieve that and using that money really to spend on the capex side uh, i would say these three things are very very important from a tax standpoint ranjal i think uh, you know if they as long as we can maintain uh, stability in our tax regime uh, i think that probably in my view will be very important so honestly we don't need too much of tinkering at this stage uh, and we can cover that in 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 some detail later on what it requires is much more of simplification uh, you know and you know much greater sort of focus on um, you know you know just ensuring that the procedures and the 
ease of doing business uh, are are focused on uh, and i think that's what is required uh, from a tax standpoint uh, i do not anticipate uh, any reduction in taxes given where the fiscal deficit is in any case if there are any popular reductions that are to be done 23 or 24 would probably be the years when that will happen but the revenues look better uh, rajiv i mean the gst numbers have been steady uh, and uh, it, it's also an indication of economic activity as as you refer to so surely those are signs uh, which are fairly positive yeah yeah but on the direct tax side so revenue collection is very buoyant uh, as i said you know it's almost it was 50% up i think gst is uh, my my view is that we could estimate i mean i, I le, le, working with an assumption that the worst of covid is behind us uh, we could estimate at an average that we will be hitting you know 1 lakh 50000 crores of gst collection next year uh, so uh, so you know if you are looking at roughly sort of between center and state about 17 18 lakhs of gst collection uh, uh, you know that's pretty strong a uh, direct tax collection uh, you know especially on the personal income tax side has been very strong last 10 years the growth has almost been 230 to 140% uh, as compared to corporate income tax so i think that both of them are right now equal earlier you know corporate income tax was much higher both of them are 5 and a half lakh crores each so i would say that you are absolutely right that the tax points will be high but but knowing where the government is uh, you know to reduce corporate tax in india is reasonably competitive we are at 25% uh, i think the government is trying to move away from incentives and other things uh, and uh, so i i honestly i think as long as we have stability on the corporate tax regime obviously gst there are issues where tax rates need to be corrected but that's generally beyond the remit of the budget that's something right. that has to be done uh, so one one point you know uh, you mentioned which is critical is is uh, you know triggering and boosting consumer demand uh, what do you think can be done by the finance minister in the budget to to create this private uh, uh, individual consumer demand because a lot of it is also linked to sentiment if there is job loss or if, if there is not enough job creation or income levels are stagnant then clearly the spending of the consumer also is very tepid it it will not go up to the way it should be in normal times Uh, and the fear factor that i may have good income but if i'm not sure about what's going to happen in the next 6 months i'm going to hold back and delay my my consumption as well so what are the tools that the finance minister can use to to do it because it is some of it is outside the purview of the government a lot of it also is dependent on how industry treats uh, the the workforce what would be your advice so so i would say it all is dependent on pranjal on economic growth and the best way the government can give impetus to economic growth is to unleash a little bit on the on the spending side especially on the capex spending uh, and once that is done i would say given uh, where uh, private sector balance sheets are given the export momentum that we had no one thought that we'll hit exports of 650 billion dollars given the export momentum what's happening globally the china plus one strategy the movement on digitization and technology which is giving tremendous tailwinds to india uh, the the pli schemes fructifying you know more and more technology things being made in india uh, i i would say that uh, employment we should be in a better position i mean india has a massive workforce so I, that's always something that's going to be under challenge plus we are also seeing 
uh, a change that's happening which is being led by technology which is being led by a lot of other factors so uh, so because of that there will be some of those issues will be there especially in the smes in the trading community and others so 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 i would say the best um, dosage to consumption is really to focus on economic growth um, and 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 also the if they can do more gst rationalization uh, that will lead to better compliance so if they can relent a little bit on the gst side uh, and ensure that uh, you know we we have more uh, 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 spending that the government is doing i think that probably would be Uh, give rise to greater economic activity and therefore comfort in the hand in the, in the mindset of consumers some sectors may need some attention the tourism sector um, you know the, re- the re- restaurants and others and they 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 are massive employers so they may need some of that but the question is so most of them are not organized and you know to provide any support to a sector which is not organized becomes very difficult and very liable to misuse actually great point because it you know brings me to my thought uh, which i was going to ask that when you talk about government spending a lot of it uh, is to trigger manufacturing to offer uh, tax incentives fiscal incentives but there is a lot of effort going on for giving uh, direct benefits to various categories of uh, people in non urban areas um, this includes uh, you know giving easy loans to small uh, and micro uh, units but also to farmers for for various other projects including housing and toilets etc um is that the money going into the hands of people at the in the non urban areas rural areas has that had a good impact uh, on consumption yeah i mean i don't know if there is direct correlation but you know if you actually see the agri sector in rural india has generally held up well right through the pandemic so i'm presuming that some of them is showing up but india would need that whether it is in case of health uh, whether it's in case of uh, uh, as you talk about talked about avas uh, yojana or you uh, or we talk about pensions and other things uh, i think that kind of support is definitely needed uh, the government has spent much more on food subsidy uh, they've spent much more on fertilizer subsidy Uh, i guess they will end up when we see the final numbers they'll end up spending much more on manrega and those kind of schemes so that given the political environment in india prajal and the social redistribution that the government has to do given the levels of inequalities that we have i think that is something that will happen the good news is that because the more we use technology in this the better is the uh, you know the loss uh in translation if i was to use that word uh, is lesser and lesser and the effect is much stronger uh still uh, i would say if you look at the health health schemes and others uh, the number of people who are availing that are not as many as the government would want so i think they need to do a better job of communicating it uh, i think the allocation will increase it will definitely have a positive impact on the economy and social equity is very important for the long term in this country that's a that's a very interesting uh, thought uh, raji because i've heard uh, several business leaders like you talk about issues of social inequity uh, and i think it's interesting that business is talking about it industry leaders are talking about it uh, and there seem to be a lot of uh, alignment in the efforts of the government and the in the and the industry again do you think there is there is a role for the finance ministry to 
uh, accelerate this process or what steps can be done to ensure that inequity is also addressed? See, my, uh, uh, you know, there are two ways, Pranjal, this is going. Uh, and I'm, I'm sort of repeating like a, uh, uh, you know, repeating the same thing. But I guess that the there are two ways people look at it. Uh, the one way is higher tax rates, uh, introduction of wealth tax, uh, introduction of estate duty and others. Uh, and the other camp is to let uh, economic growth flow. And the economic growth will have a much better trickle down effect uh, than you will have through, you know, higher taxes, wealth tax and estate duty. So India still is a high growth economy. The growth potential is huge. India is still capital starved. India still needs a lot of investments. The potential given the way the world is moving towards technology, India has a massive competitive advantage. The demographics are India's favor. So I think the more positive mood we can create, the more we can encourage entrepreneurship. I think that will be much, much better and much stronger as compared to introducing some form of wealth tax or estate duty or even higher tax rates. India has a high tax rate on 43, 44% at HNI. Um, and and therefore, I, my, my sense is that the more we can focus on growth and social redistribution, and I think the social redistribution will will take care of itself. If if we can also, and and I, I strongly believe that what uh, you know, the more we can do on roads, on infrastructure, on more airports, uh, on agri, the focus that we are having on the agri sector and others, the more deeper the economic growth goes, and I think that's when the the fruits of those benefits are are shared um, uh, even more and more. So I, I would I would say I would just back Indian uh, government to support growth at this stage and hope that you know 10 to 8 10 percent growth will take care of a lot of the issues that we have and the amount that they collect through tax receipts is investments if they're able to redistribute that much better through various social schemes that create social equity as well as gives further impetus to growth. Actually, one of the issues has been about you know using forex uh, for domestic uh, projects as well that's been you know one of those uh, issues like uh, deepening the debt market uh, and i want to talk about the bond market efforts also which the government has recently spoken about but first on forex you know we've seen a lot of money coming in especially through funding of unicorns and uh, uh, similar uh, fdi uh, issues we also see a lot of buoyancy in the ipo market so there seems to be an, a sense that funds and capital is not a constraint right now for uh, corporate india uh, would you would you agree that 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 actually is going to be a positive in bringing back the impetus for a capex cycle? Yeah, yeah. I think in the balance sheets have never been as, as strong uh, as we are seeing today. The, I mean, the only challenge is that the larger you are, the more stronger you are. Uh, but I would say there is a massive trickle down effect also. So, uh, but but uh, we haven't seen. See, India went through a lot of the uh, you know in two thousand. Uh, 14, 2015, a lot of these uh, restructuring started coming up and then we had the new insolvency law and everything else and by 2018, 2019, the economic growth had slowed down, but a lot of that cleanup process had started. So as we entered the pandemic, we were on a lower economic trajectory than what we should have been, but on much stronger balance sheets. And then as you had this massive capital infusion and Indian companies going on a turbocharge to reduce their debt and also focus a lot on operating efficiencies and adoption of technology. I think that has really helped. 
so most companies if you were to look at their balance sheets where they were 2 years back versus where they are today they are significantly deleveraged you look at the top 10 top 20 companies significantly deleveraged uh, most of them are sitting on piles of cash even if they have debt because of capital expansion it's not more than more than one or two times their ebitda so so i think they are looking for capital is not a constraint from for for growth uh, uh, right now so i think that's definitely helping on usage of foreign exchange reserves for infrastructure projects and other things i think the reserve bank of india has been very for for probably the right reasons has been very conservative i think otherwise india is one of the strongest foreign exchange reserves right now so i'm sure that there are ways in which either to promote even to promote exports even if you want to hedge the currency even to promote exports <clears throat> i'm sure that uh, if they use those foreign exchange reserves to provide credit for exports and others at very very competitive rates uh, that at least the financing cost becomes much lower it can be leveraged but for i'm sure for the right reasons the rbi has been very very conservative in using these foreign exchange reserves and also you know it that whilst india's debt to gdp ratio is high but most of it is uh, is domestic debt i mean it's much lower than what some of the developed countries are around the world but but the foreign debt to gdp ratio is very low it's probably amongst the lowest in the bond market uh, rajiv you you feel that some of the announcements recently there is a talk of also paying in rupees so there are a lot of interesting thoughts coming out on that front how do you how do you see that uh, playing a role in uh, in in the a policy and the economic rebound i i would say that yeah i i think you know bond market talk has been going on for a while uh, uh, the institutional i think two three things the institutional participation especially people like lic and others they have to more actively participate in the bond markets during the initial days to make it work and make it happen but but so right now in most of the indian companies if you look at the larger indian companies you just saw reliance doing a large bond offering globally uh, Adani is doing has been doing for the last two three years four years others are following suit. So right now most of the Indian companies for mature debt for what they have as their mature debt profile, they are going to uh, global bond markets and raising very competitive uh, this thing. Uh, but but so therefore if you can open up the taps, which so I do hope that in some cases the government may tweak with the withholding tax rates. on the interest uh, on the interest withholding tax uh, when foreign uh, money comes into the bond markets uh, so that may help definitely i'm hoping that that will happen in the budget the second is uh, you know if you have uh, bookmakers like lic and others coming through that will help and if india has to support the capex cycle apart from reforms the challenge that some of the indian companies have is that debt availability uh, is bit of a challenge uh, because public sector banks have become very conservative uh, and the private sector banks most of the big ones have pivoted their strategy much more into retail or really lending to the absolute triple a uh, variety so so because of that i would say that the bond market development would be critical if we have, as we go through our next round of uh, capital formation in the country rajiv you mentioned disinvestment so i want to go back to that because uh we had a fantastic win with the air india disinvestment and privatization really uh, the first in decades um we've crossed a huge milestone with that and i think uh, the fact is that there wasn't really a huge political backlash so that would have given a lot of strength to the government's uh hopes to continue and go deeper into it but while we've had this win the overall 
I think earnings from disinvestments are still short of target and objectives. And I think the next two sectors like uh, oil as well as uh, the uh, banking and financial sector are also very high on the agenda. How important will this be? Uh, do you expect the finance minister to look at uh, disinvestment and make some, <clears throat> give some indication of what she wants to do in this budget? Yeah. So, so I would, uh, I think two events that happened which were very important events and uh, where the government played a very proactive role and the political reaction or the media reaction or the policy reaction, public, public policy has been quite positive. One was the removal of the retrospective tax and the second was the divestment of Air India. And I think the government was anticipating uh, and they were pleasantly surprised that they, when they took the bold moves, I think by and large there was, uh, you know, 360 degree support on that. So, so I think very positive developments. Uh, the government definitely uh, has very ambitious disinvestment targets as you, you saw from the from the budget that they had of 1,75,000 crores. My guess is that they are going, uh, uh, you know, so the big uh, one that was to be cleared Air India that's got, got done. LIC IPO probably will be the next big one where the government is working very hard right now to make this thing. The, whatever I have seen, Pranjal, I think the disinvestment ministry is doing a superb job. I think they are working very hard trying to make things happen. Uh, the Ministry of Finance is very, very focused on that. Uh, I, I think now the main thing is, uh, uh, you know, buyer interest. So if in some of the uh, public sector banks, uh, which will be slightly probably more uh, challenging, public sector banks, uh, oil, oil PSUs, some of the uh, metals and mining companies that will come through, uh, so whether it will be some parts of steel, Nilanchal is part, uh, at some stage maybe in Alpha as well. You know, as these companies come through, these are big, big ticket sizes. So I think the government should have a, I'm sure there will be some para uh, in the budget speech on this, uh, on how they are pursuing it. Uh, there has been in the last two, three, but I think right now, whilst they've fallen short, miserably short on the numbers, uh, unless they make up in the next two months through LIC, IP or some other thing. But there are some low-hanging fruits that they can do. I mean, Hindustan Zinc, uh, where uh, you know Vedanta is a shareholding and the commodity prices are at all-time high. I think there's no reason why the Supreme Court has also given their ruling and everything else. I think the government should, you can get a good good amount of money from that. Uh, then you have the LIC IPO. Then as I said, you have the mining company. So I, I'm hopeful that the budget maybe you know, close to 2 lakh crores, depending on where when LIC IPO happens. But if they were to budget that kind of number, if LIC IP is not going to happen this year, then that that's the target that we should have. And it's achievable. In today's market, given the uh, bullishness, the political acceptance, and the stage in which we are from a capital market standpoint, it's very much possible. That's good, uh, Rajiv, because between uh, the tax buoyancy as well as the uh, disinvestment numbers, I think the fiscal spend and the cushion for fiscal spend that you are arguing for yeah. would, would be possible. There will be far more space, room and potential for government to actually put more money in the market, in infrastructure projects uh, to ensure. Uh, before we end, you know, uh, I, I want to pose this thought to you that what we have seen from the government uh, and also the uh, statements from the industry, we have a fairly good idea of, you know, the long term direction, the medium term uh, a strategy as well but in the budget people also look at what is going to be the immediate short-term uh, uh, steps that could be taken 
so any any final thoughts on in in uh, february 1st of february what what are the you know next 12 month oriented steps that the finance minister should take while we know the long term perspective is is clear what are the short term immediate boosters uh, if i can use that pun uh, given the pandemic uh, can be done to ensure that uh, you know the recovery and the rebound is accelerated i i think uh, prajal the execution on reform side is is probably one of the main things that the government can do if we can execute well on the reforms announcements multiple reforms that they have announced uh, some of them are just circulars but they have a very far reaching impact uh, you know the gati shakti ministry that you know how that goes the national the national infrastructure pipeline actually to revisit that and see where we have reached uh, you know in 3 years and how do we repurpose that the the asset monetization where they estimated about close to a trillion uh, you know i think there also you know what we can do uh to to make some of these things happen i would say that probably would be first thing uh the second is on the taxes side if they can focus a lot on the dispute resolution uh mechanism i think that in, would be uh, would be very very important i think that will send a very positive message uh because one of the biggest challenges people have is on you know dispute resolution so whatever they can do in the short term on simplification of taxes faceless assessment was a great measure moderation of indian taxes has been a great measure but if they can lay down a process through which disputes don't arise or reduced and also if they are you know they can be uh, simplified just at the time of assessment they did announce some schemes last time they still not been actually fully crystallized and also they apply to a very small sliver so if they can extend some of those schemes um yeah, you know then uh, they they had a uh, you know a dispute resolution committee that they had set up if they can do go much wider in that and actually see that it's implemented advance ruling apas actually happen on the ground i think that to the investors who are coming in especially the global investors i think that will give uh, uh, a lot of comfort and if you have uh, reforms you have big bank disinvestments you have stability in the tax regime you have more procedural simplification and at some stage if the government can announce and i don't think people take that any more seriously but if they can have a time bound where they actually redraft the income tax act and have a new direct tax code that that is announced uh, and say that in the 6 months 7 months time we will come out with a new direct tax code i think that will also give a lot of relief to people to say you know how do you achieve, you know get through the process of much uh, much greater uh, uh, simplification going forward the one area in the tax side which i think uh, i mean obviously people are asking for incentives on research and development and other area but i would say the dividend taxation uh, if they can find a way that there's a lot of disparity between the dividend tax that a, a, a non resident has to pay probably because of treaty or paying will be 5% to 15% versus residents having to pay 30% to 36% i think that disparity also if they can bridge that also re recatalyzes the system a bit more thanks so, rajiv those are very very concrete uh, suggestions and i think you you've made it very clear that directionally there is a lot of good uh, steps being taken uh, i think in terms of the framework government has got it right uh, but pinning it down to where the rubber hits the ground is really the effort i think the state governments also have a role to play especially if you talk about clearances and ease of doing business and approvals to to projects uh, greenfield or brownfield projects but uh, i think that sets a very clear agenda 
yeah. for the finance minister yeah and pranjal just to add i think you know i i do believe they will come at some stage with the single window clearance where center and state together so they will have apis through which they connect the center and the state so people who are doing large projects can either you know have one whether it's center and state they'll find a way to connect that uh, better so definitely i think that uh, could be one more reform that they do but my my bigger thing is that you know they have announced so many good things the question is if they can execute so they can announce a fewer things but actually developmental financial institution you know how's that progressing bad bank how's that progressing psu disinvest disinvestment how's that progressing electricity distribution distribution amendments that they propose you know ensure that that goes through so the agenda is the, they have announced everything now the question is you know how do you actually execute them on the, the national infrastructure pipeline you know how do you actually execute that on the ground i think that's something that the government must focus on that in itself give rise to great amount of economic activity actually that's fantastic actually because it's actually the action plan what you're suggesting is that while the policy and the ideas and the rules and regulations have been very clearly delineated what we need is a far more detailing of the action plan plus the timeline for implementing it and if this budget can perhaps achieve that on the several very fundamentally reformist initiatives that the government has taken india would be in a much better place so yeah. thank you for joining us rajiv for this uh, podcast and we hope that your advice is well taken by the finance ministry and i'm sure the budget will be exciting for all of us to thank you so much pranjal thanks so much for engaging in a really interesting conversation really appreciate it thank you for listening to cii podcasts 